Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Tribe beat writer Paul Hoynes. We are in the broadcast booth at Progressive Field following Cleveland's 4-3 loss to the Minnesota Twins in Game 2 of this uh, three-game set, the, uh, the last time the Indians will face the Twins this season, and things are all tied up at uh, nine games apiece now, Hoynesy. Uh, uh, the, the last chance will be uh, Thursday, 1 o'clock. Uh, we'll see who wins the season series. But before we get to any of that, uh, the big news of the day is Andrew Miller back on the 10-day disabled list. Uh, third time this season for Miller on the DL. And he's dealing now, instead of a, a knee or a hamstring, it's it's a shoulder issue. Yeah, I can't keep track of this guy, these things. Joe, I think, uh, you know... Uh, very concerning news, I think. Um, you know, when it broke, it was uh, even more concerning. You know, now we got a chance to talk to Andrew after the game. He was not available before the game. And, uh, you know, Terry Francona really didn't give us much insight on would he be back or when would he be back. So uh, Andrew uh, said that it's more like a, kind of a tired arm in spring training. You know, he was out from, what, on May 26th through uh, I believe August third, he was on a DL. So um, now he's, you know, so building arm strength back up. That's like spring training again. And sometimes guys get tired arms or dead arms in in spring training. Maybe that's what he's going through. The encouraging thing said that he said was, you know, he thinks he'll be back definitely. No, no question about it that he'll be back. You know, in September, you know, to help these guys, you know, clinch the AL Central and. Hopefully, to uh, you know, play a big role, a, a dominant role in the postseason. Uh, so specifically, he received a, a cortisone shot in. It's the the bursa sac is the the area where they're they're, they're talking about where all the tendons are are inflamed, I, I guess. And uh, four to five days of downtime, and then they ramp it back up, and they and they start him on a, a program uh, where he gets tries to get out there. Is there enough time for him to have? Maybe not necessarily even meaningful appearances down the stretch because you know the the magic number for the the AL Central right now is it's stated eighteen tonight, but you know that's it's it's going to be wrapped up sometime by mid to late September. So there's going to be a week or or maybe a little more than a week of time there where they're not playing meaningful games. You can run them out there if you have to, but sure. but you don't want to risk you know hurting them even more. Uh, is, is there enough time for him to find his feel? I guess is the, the you know that's the question. A, that's a great question, Joe. I I don't know. I, you know they he, when he came back this second time here, he's made ten appearances. You know he's looked pretty good, uh, but uh, you know they weren't pitching him back to back. They were being very very cautious with this guy. You know, and I think uh, what we're going to see is kind of Miller Lite almost. Uh, you know, I, I, regardless of how much he pitches, if he gets the field back, we're not going to see the 2016 version of Andrew Miller going down the stretcher in the postseason. They're they're just not going to. He's not going to be able to handle that workload. And and that's the thing. We're not going to. We might not be able to see it performance wise, but we definitely won't see it workload wise. There's no way 
no. Tito can can ride him the way that he did no. in the 2016 playoffs. No, I, I just, you know, he'll break down for sure. And uh, the good thing is, Joe, that he said, uh, you know, the knee and the hamstring, he's he said, you know, he can keep working on that, but he said that's not the problem anymore. His, you know, the right knee had, had been, you know, really a nagging issue with him going back all the way to last year. And I think it hurt his delivery, hurt his mechanics, hurt his velocity. Uh, so, you know, that seems to be sound right now. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you throw with your arm. And, right. you know, we haven't seen the velocity. His velocity is down. I've had some scouts tell me, you know, his arm motion, his arm speed is down. So, you know, we, you know he has a long way to come back. And, I, and like you said, time is, the es- of the, is of the essence now, and it's running out. The clock, the clock is running. And this, is, this has been a... When you step back and look at the the whole story of the Indian season so far, they've they've been in this position since since April. They've been, you know, top of the heap in the division and 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 playing, you know, pretty well with the exception of Minnesota in the division, and they can sort of afford to 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 sort of ease into some of this stuff. But at the same time, now they're in a time crunch. It's, right. It's the crazy thing. It's like they've they've had all the time in the world up until now. But now there's a time crunch with Andrew Miller, with Trevor Bauer, with trying to figure out how to get uh, Cody Allen on track. Right. Because, you know, worst case scenario is not only do you not get a healthy Andrew Miller back, but you also have a broken Cody Allen entering the playoffs and and using him in leverage situations where he's, he's going to lose games for you. Yeah, you know, the plan, you know, all along was – Bring Miller along slowly, and then you got you've got this three-headed monster at the end of the games with Brad Hand and Allen and and uh, and and Miller, and there's only one monster back there right now, Brad Hand, and we haven't really seen enough of him to really get a feel for him, you know. So, you know, I, I that's a concern to, to me, and I would think, you know, that they are trying to make a deal right now before the August 31st deadline, which is Friday at midnight. To, to bring in another arm. I mean, you've got it's got to be the right kind of arm. Right. You know, you just I mean, you just can't bring in a guy that you already have here. But they've got to get if they can get a proven playoff, you know, tested reliever. You know, the guy uh, that jumped out at me was Sergio Romo mm-hmm. when Tampa put him on waivers. I think uh, you know it was speculated the Indians may have been one of the teams that put in a claim on him, but the Rays pulled him off. So I, that kind of guy, you know, I think would be essential here, especially with Cody. We just, I mean, this is, I've, I've never seen him like this. I mean, I've covered him since day one, and uh, his confidence, I, I've never seen him just this shaky. And, uh, you know, it, you, you know <laughs> I don't think he's hurt. He says he's healthy, but it just, you know, the curveball is in there. The velocity, you know, the zip on the ball is in there. I mean, what do you do with this guy? And and he said it himself that his fastball, you know, through the zone, it's it's just it doesn't have the life that it did, and he doesn't have the cur- the, the feel for the curveball. He, he's we we were talking on the way up from the clubhouse. He's become Zach McAllister only without Zach McAllister's velocity. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a, a one pitch. pitch yeah. he's a one pitch pitcher, and he's he's not even getting into the the mid nineties. Uh, how do you hide that? In the playoffs, that's you know, and every, the playoffs exposes exactly what you are in in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, you know, I mean, they're trying to find it. I mean, 
I, you know, this is a, it's a, it's a problem. You know, I just, you know, you know, it, is he just out of gas? Has, has all the workload that, you know, the five years of 60 to 70 appearances mm-hmm. a year, did it catch up to him like it did to Brian Shaw this year in Colorado? You know, both those guys, you know, were, were workhorses in this pen for five straight years. And you just wonder. I mean, you only got so many pitches in your arm, and have, have they hit the wall? I, I mean, that's, you know, I just, I don't think you, can you close this guy? You can't close him in a postseason, can't yeah. I mean, unless you, unless you're desperate. I, I mean, it. You put him out there in a situation today where all he had to do was go out and and work a clean inning in the seventh. It wasn't like it was the the twenty seventh out of the game, and you know he he couldn't finish off the seventh inning. It, it, the, the confidence there there's zero confidence in this ballpark in, in the stands where he when he goes into the game, yeah. and that has to be you know, playing on him at, at some point, even there's, n- there's nobody who's, who's got the, the constitution, who's got the, the mental toughness to, to walk into a stadium with 20,000 people here tonight, all thinking the same thing and, and have it not affect you. It, it, it absolutely has to. And he's, you know, this guy's strong, man. He's, you know, he's been through this before, but I don't think I've ever seen him struggle this long, you know, in, in, in this kind of, uh, where, where he's bouncing around in roles. I think, you know, I, I just think, you know, they would have been better served maybe if they just kept him in the closer's role. And I think when, when you start moving around, and he volunteered for them to move around, mm-hmm. you know, when they got hand. And uh, I, I don't know. I just think uh, maybe he got out of his element, and now he's just searching. And uh, as long as he's healthy, he's got a chance to get it back. But you even wonder about that now. All right. Well, the the one thing that stood out as we were talking to Cody Allen downstairs, uh, the thing that kind of stood out to me about what he said, he said about getting back on a roll and sort of, he said one pitch could turn it, and you sort of bottle that and you carry it into the next game. Yeah. And you carry it to the next day. And so, you know, if he's approaching it that way, maybe he is just one pitch away from sort of getting back on top of the ball and, and, and getting that feeling uh, I, I just, how confident are you that that's the case? And how confident is, I, Tito looks like he's going to stay with him. And his, his, he's maintained the whole time, you know, we need Cody Allen yeah. in order to win. So he's got no choice. Yeah. There's nobody else. There's no other option right now. I mean, now. you've got to go, you've got to get Miller back. You've got to get Cody Allen back and you've got to keep hands sharp and you've got to get somebody, you know, uh, you know, Oliver Perez has done a great job. Maybe you start pitching him later in games. That's, you know, I mean, uh, what other choice do you have? This guy's, I mean, he saved them tonight. Right. Uh, you know, he's he's made. I think he's allowed one. He's made thirty-one appearances. He's allowed two earned runs. I mean, maybe that's your answer. I mean, you you don't want to take him out of that role, which he's excelled at right. that, that matchup lefty, but. If, if worse comes to worse, maybe he's a guy. I mean, he certainly has pitched long enough and been in enough situations to handle that. All right, and, and he's definitely been effective this year. Yeah. Uh, all right, so, you know, we talked about Andrew Miller in that situation. We've talked about Cody Allen in that situation. The other sort of waiver uh, deadline situation is the the, the need for uh, a, an extra bat or, uh, you know, an, an outfielder. Uh Melky Cabrera has has hit well as of late. 
he sort of, I, I guess the, the approach that uh, Francona said was, you know, he's, he's passed his spring training with us and it's, he's sort of in the midseason now and, and he's, he's doing well uh, tonight, uh, two for four. Uh, he's batting 392 in the last 16 games yeah. since August 12th. He's, he's leading the Indians in that, that span with five home runs, 16 RBIs, and 12 runs scored. Think about that. Yeah. Since, uh, since August 12th, he's been the Indians' hottest and best hitter, and that's on a team with Francisco Lindor, uh, Jose Ramirez, and Michael Brantley. He's been the, co- you know, the Melky Cabrera that has, that has tortured the Indians for, <laughs> for 10 years. He's finally he became the guy they thought they were getting. You know? And I think, like you said, Joe, he, he, had, he, didn't, he missed spring training. He, you know, he, he, he didn't get his feet under him. Uh, and the second time around, it, it's clicked for him. And the question is, do you trust him? Mm-hmm. Do you trust him in the postseason playing right field? You know, I mean, he's got a great arm. We've, we've seen that. But, you know, he, you know, he's in a little bit of an adventure out there when it comes to catching a fly ball. Right. So, uh, you know, and I know that's what the Indians are thinking right now. Do, do, they, do they have to go out and get a, an outfielder before the deadline, or do they ride Allen and, and, and Cody Allen? And, uh, I mean, I'm Melky Cabrera. Melky Cabrera Milky and Greg Cabrera Allen. And, and Greg Allen. I mean, do, 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 you, uh, do you stay with those guys, or do you, do you, look, or do you look for some help? To your, to your two points there, uh, to, illustrated tonight, the, uh, the double and the gap that, that hit him in the glove, Yeah, uh, I think the, the catch probability on that ball was in the high 80s, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, the average outfielder, you know, catches that ball 80-some percent of the time. Uh, Cabrera had to come uh, seemingly a long way for it, dive and, and have it hit off his glove. Uh, and then, like you said, he, he does have the, the arm when he needs it. He still has it. Uh, he uncorked one from the deep corner in right field. Yeah. Uh, one bounce and, and didn't come close to throwing out the runner at third. No, but, 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 you know, it was still a beautiful throw. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's something there. Like you said, it's it's an adventure in the outfield, and we haven't really seen him finish a lot of games. They've right. they've they've subbed uh, Brandon yeah. Geyer uh, defensively, and uh, you know, I, I, it just it, it's not the sexy move to stay with yeah. what you've got there. The the sexy flashy move is go out and get Andrew McCutcheon right. or go out and get somebody. Yeah, but and right now. Milky's playing better than McCutcheon. Right. You know, but will he do this in September? Will he do this in October? Or is he going to cost you a game in in the seventh inning, you know, by dropping a a fly ball? And, you know, their outfield is so decimated by injuries right now. And, you know, yes, you can defense Geyer, but he's no day at the beach either out there. Right. I mean, he's he's a little frenetic. He's one of those 100 miles an hour guys, and sometimes he gets ahead of himself. So, you know, it's it's not like uh, you've got Bradley Zimmer playing in one of the corners for you. Well, you don't have, you know, Bell Lofton and Ramirez in the outfield. Right. Exactly. If, if that were if that were the case, then you know we wouldn't even be considering this. It's it's sort of pieced together right now, and it has been all season. And it started with it started with the the Bradley Zimmer inconsistency, and then the injuries yeah. and, and everything. And okay. he was he was really sort of supposed to be that 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 
big piece in the he middle. He was the for guy. Him. You know, they, he was the opening day center fielder. Then you go what to to Naquin. You know, he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know where you know Chisenhall was was going to be your your right hand or your left handed hitter, right fielder. Mm-hmm. He gets hurt. And are those guys even coming back? Raja Davis. Do we know? Are, are they even going to be on the postseason roster? Yeah, Raja would be a guy who I would think is going to be a bit of a question mark for the postseason roster uh, at, at this point. Yeah, and and to his credit, Greg Allen has played played his way into making oh, that a question. Oh man, he's he's played great. I yeah. mean, you couldn't ask any for anything more from a rookie. I don't think. You know, in in a stretch run. You know, I mean, it's not you know, it's not like uh, Houston, Oakland. It's not like that kind of race. Yep. But it's still a stretch run. You still on a first place team. You're a rookie, and you've got to produce. They're 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 going to back into this division title, and it's just it's I don't know. Uh, let's go to the. Uh, you got a couple of questions yeah. here. Let's see what the uh, what the readers are are wondering about uh, right now as we're you know looking at. Uh, the, the homestand continuing Thursday with a 1 o'clock start, and then uh, throughout the weekend they'll be here. Who's coming in this weekend? Jeez. Uh, Tampa Bay's Tampa, coming Tampa's in. Tampa's coming Oh, Cashy's coming in. So oh, I can't wait to see what Tito puts up on the scoreboard the first day Cashy shows up. And we'll get up. to see how they they use a reliever in the oh. first inning. We're going to get we'll get to see this. Maybe that's maybe that, that's where Francona should pitch Allen. Pitch yeah, Allen right. in the first inning. No pressure. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, from Barry Elliott, Elliott in Jackson Jackson Center, Ohio. Uh, when will Major League Baseball come to its senses and give pitchers the same amount of suspended games as an everyday player gets? An example, everyday player gets six games. At six games, he misses. But when a starting pitcher gets a six-game suspension, he doesn't even miss a start. Okay, so you suspend a starter thirty games. Yeah, I mean, well, it's based on it's based on pay too, isn't it? I mean, if you're missing, if you're suspending a pitcher, uh, six games, he's missing one start. Probably. He's missing one. He's missing one start, but he's missing six games worth of pay. Right? Uh, he's yeah. not getting paid for those games. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Some teams pay for the guys, and some teams don't. But I, you know, I just think there, it's a difference. There's a difference between a. A position player and a pitcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, if a pitcher, if he can't pitch for six, you know, if you suspend him for six days, I mean, if you suspend a guy, a pitcher, he's like not you in the, saying, he's not in the building. Yeah, right. If you suspend a pitcher for 15, 15 days, that's two starts. I mean, they, he might have to go to the minors then, and you know, just a re, on a rehab. So I think it, it, the position you play, right. you know, a pitcher, you know, yeah, if he's head hunting, you know, you can suspend him for for longer. I think this is in the uh, response to the Acuna the, thing. The Acuna, yeah, yeah. Acuna getting hit. Um, um, so I think, um, but I think you know the position a guy. I think suspending a, a catcher for six games and a pitcher for six games. There's a difference, right? Yeah, I you know I think the the problem here is more that that sort of outlaw Wild West mentality uh, that's always been in baseball of. Well, this guy has hit three consecutive leadoff home runs against us. I'm going to put one in his ribs yeah. the first time he gets up there, and that's kind of BS. That's uh, that, that, there's no there's no place in the game anymore for hurting a guy, you know, making him miss time. These we're talking about star players and big contracts and big money and, and everything. There's they they are getting rid of that. There is no more. 
you know, just like just like you're not supposed to see any fights in hockey anymore. They're cutting down on that stuff. The the old school mentality stuff has has got to start to go. Yeah, and teams can still police right. themselves. Right. I mean, but if you're just hitting a guy because he hit a home run, I mean, if, if the the other team didn't. You didn't like the way he ran around the bases, or this guy has hit three leadoff home runs, and you you drill him. Right. I mean, what's the reasoning there? That's crazy. Well, and and what's one of the things that that sort of lights this all off is is the bat flips. You know, we've yeah. we talked about bat flips before. Well, then you've got Major League Baseball's social media accounts glorifying bat flips. Like, Have you ever seen a bat flip like this? Yeah, and yeah. and they flip. So, in one instance, you've got the league saying. You know, hey, these bat flips are great, and look at how awesome you with this expression and all this. And on the other hand, they're not going to, you know, step in and be severe and punish teams when they go out with this outlaw mentality and, and this old school mentality of of drilling guys. Yeah, I there's there's you a just di- don't see it yeah. too much anymore. You yeah, know? well, and that you, you you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and just the other point I want to make on this is when you got Keith Hernandez. Uh, in the Mets broadcast booth after Acuna gets hit, coming out and saying, "Well, yeah, that's what you do. You hit the guy." And it's like, no. They're, they're, if you're going to suspend the the pitcher who yeah. uh, who did that, then you should suspend Keith Hernandez for perpetuating that sort of you know yeah. mentality. I mean, you I can guess. move a guy off the plate. You can yes. make him move his feet. You can. I mean, but you don't. You don't drill him on the, the elbow. One of the youngest, you know, a hot young star like that, and. And you could put them on the DL. I mean, baseball is trying to attract young young viewers. Yeah. So I, I, you know, but I think you know, if a guy steals a base when you're up ten, you remember that, you know. Yeah. And the next time up, maybe you brush him back. Right. You, you know, and, but, but but you never throw at anybody's head, yeah. and you never throw, you know, hitting somebody in the leg or the rear end or, or whatever. And I and most I of the times know. these guys know what's coming. Right. 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 All right. What's the new? What, what else have we got? Next question. That's uh, a good question, though. I, I, yeah. I appreciate that submission. Uh, this is um, from a Reds fan uh, that has moved to a uh, fan in Columbus, but has you know become an Indians fan uh, for the last ten years. Um, I have watched most games this season and enjoyed reading the articles about the games, the players, and the team. Watching the Indians this year has been frustrating, to say the least. However, a reoccurring question keeps crossing my mind: How much do tribes to the do the tribes' pitching problems can be attributed to missing pitching coach Mickey Callaway? Uh, this is from uh, Tiffany Parker from Columbus. Well, Tiffany, <laughs> ask the ask the Mets. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it, it, whether Mickey Callaway has solved all of their problems, the answer is no. Uh, the Mets struggled. Uh, uh, Jacob Degrom has had a, a Cy Young season. He's he's doing really well. Um, really, I think that the Indian starting pitching isn't isn't really the problem. Right. So look beyond that. It's the bullpen. Yeah. And what's the change that was made uh, there? It was Jason Bray was yeah Jason was, Bray was let was go and Scott coach. Atchison was yeah. was made the the bullpen coach. So maybe the question isn't you know or do they miss Mickey Calloway? Maybe the question is do they miss Jason Beret. Yeah, and that's a good point because, you know, Tiffany, uh, um, you know, most of, you know, the, the pitching coach usually deals with the rotation, the, the five or six starters. 
the bullpen coach, you know, is out there with the relievers. And, they, you know, that's how it usually works. The, bull, the pitching coach is still oversees everything. You know, and Mickey had a great relationship with all these guys. But uh, as Joe said, the rotation hasn't been really a problem here. You know, we've had a couple of injuries there, you know, Bauer and stuff. But, you know, for the most part, they pitch very, very well. The bullpen has been inconsistent, and it's, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think maybe they miss them a little bit, but I don't think that's the root cause for, for the struggles they've had. Uh, I think unless Mickey Calloway could go out there with a glove and snag line drives back to the mound, uh, the, the starters would be just fine uh, all, the way ac- all the way across without Mickey Calloway uh, this year at least. Okay, this uh, is from... La- last, last one here. Let's, okay, uh, this is okay. Let me uh, check this. Okay, uh, Mike Rafferty from Stowe. Uh, I know this is way too early to be pondering, but in your opinion... With the inevitable uh, departure to free agency of Cody Allen and likely and the likely departure of Andrew Miller, do you think the front office will seriously try to re-sign Michael Brantley and Oliver Perez? I think Oliver Perez could probably be had for pretty pretty yeah. cheap. I mean, uh, you know, regardless of of his performance this year, uh, he he was claimed off of waivers. Yeah, and, he didn't. Know, he was one of those he, free agents yeah. that. That you know got caught and had to uh, take a minor league deal to go to Red Camp with the Reds. Right. So uh, you know I think you know he would be uh, readily available. I think they if they wanted him and I think he's he's obviously helped himself here. But we saw what happened to veteran uh, relievers, veteran you know veteran players in general this past winter. And uh, you know they got frozen out of the game and mm-hmm. uh, they had to do what Perez did and take minor league deals and go to spring training and try to make a club. So. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I would think, you know, he's he's in a pretty good spot to, if if not, you know, to stay with the Indians and to, to catch on somewhere. Brantley's a different question. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit different. I mean, he's a, he's an All Star this year yeah. again, and has really, you know, sort of overcome so much to get to the point where he's at. You almost want to see Michael Brantley. Yeah. Get his payday, uh, and and there there are teams out there that will pay for his bat. Yeah, if you're the Indians, the question is, do you make him a qualifying offer? I mean, do you make it's probably a qualifying offer? It's going to be between eighteen and nineteen million, a one year deal. Wow. Do you do you take do you do that and it, take a risk of him taking a one year deal, or do you think he's played well enough and convinced people he's healthy enough that he can go out and sign a multi year deal? You know that's that's real, and they're gonna be, they're gonna be in that situation with Allen, uh, with uh, with Miller. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're gonna have like four or five of these guys that they can they can do that. With. Who, who do you th- do you think Brantley would be the most likely candidate to receive a qualifying offer? I, I would think so because you know then if he if he doesn't take it and he does sign you know a deal for what over fifty million. Then you you get a a pick right after the first round, right? right. And uh, I mean, you could do that. I mean, well, with Andrew Miller before all this this season happened, I think you would have done that with him too. Yeah, I think after twenty sixteen, yeah. you would have you would have given Andrew Miller a qualifying offer for and maybe, sure, and Cody too, you know. But Both but now you know that I mean maybe that makes him easier to sign. You know, maybe they. Maybe you know they it's possible. You know, so it's well, going to be a really interesting winner. There, there's other there's other little factors about that. I mean, maybe Miller is comfortable with with the his ability to rehab here. Yeah, as he did. But 
Uh, who knows? I, I, I think pretty safe bet that Brantley will get a qualifying offer. Do, are they able to, is a team able to sign a guy to a, a multi-year deal if they've made him a qualifying offer? Like, or is there, is there a period? I think they can negotiate. They can yeah, negotiate they can while, negotiate. while yeah. the qualifying offer yeah. is there. Right. Cause there, I know there's a deadline for the player to reject the, the qualifying right. offer, which is. And I think if he yeah. becomes a free agent, you can still talk to him and he'll still try to yeah, re- if, bring your own free agent. If he back. rejects the qualifying offer, yeah. he, he becomes a free agent and you can also negotiate with him. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to make sure. I, I mean, that right might, now that might, if he rejects it, they might, that might disqualify him from re-signing with his old team. I, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because the that. rules change. Yeah, well, and and the qualifying offer will go up from last year. It was 17. Yeah, it was 17.4 last year. Like so I would it, think it, it's it, going to be 18. Yeah, it will go up. 18 might sound steep for one year of Michael Brantley, but if it's this Michael Brantley? Yeah. I mean. it's not. And, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I would think Brantley's probably pl- – Played himself into a multi-year deal yeah, somewhere, I, around, uh, you know. and you know what? Good for him because yeah. he's he 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 absolutely deserves it. All right, well uh, that that's going to wrap up this week's edition of the podcast. Uh, the the homestand continues here uh, from Progressive Field, and we will be uh, right back here next Thursday with another edition. Uh, Hoinsey, good good to see you again, and uh, let's. This is. It's just been weird, man, coming in here. Yeah, just, you know, I I just don't get a, a, a vibe out of this team. Do you? I, I, I just don't, I don't, I just don't feel which, what, they, I think, still, I still think they haven't played their best baseball. No, no. and you know, think about last year at this time, we could, we could definitely sense something, you know, yeah, they were moving. in the, they were in the middle of that, uh, 22 that 22 game win streak, streak and, and we could definitely feel it. There is, there's none of that right now. It's so. just kind of like a. I don't want to say dead, but it's just uh, it's just like a they're, they're zombies. Like a block. They're, they're the zombies. They're, yeah, they're the Cleveland zombies. And and you know I think having that big lead all year is kind of yeah. is kind of taking some of the intensity away from them. And I I just wonder where you get that back. When does that happen? You know? Somebody's going to have to wear their socks high or some yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. crazy stuff like that. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Okay.